The piece of music you're listening to is called Happy Clappy. It's a typical example of commercial production library pop. Hey, you're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show for podcasters and audio and video creators to go behind the scenes of how music and sound work. Each week I break down a soundtrack that I've written and share the insights and decisions behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer and producer from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. This piece of music, Happy Clappy, is by far one of the most popular in my library. And why is that? Well, one quick answer would be the ukulele. Let's give it a listen on its own. The ukulele has enjoyed a surge of popularity in recent years, partly because it's portable, it's affordable, it's a good place for kids to start learning a musical instrument. When an instrument hits the mainstream, it inevitably ends up finding its way into commercial music compositions like this one. This track, Happy Clappy, is a very broad appeal, poppy sound, which makes it very easy to use with a wide variety of different productions. What makes it so good? The short answer is the repetition, the fact that we have heard this type of sound being used so often in the past that it immediately allows us to associate with feel-good products and services. From the point of view of instrumentation, there are a few must-haves in this type of production. One of them is the ukulele, which is a very cute instrument, high-pitched, tender, innocent, and positive sounding. But we could also include the whistling and the glockenspiel amongst these must-haves. Let's give the whistle a listen along with an accompanying piano part. Now the glockenspiel. In the orchestra, the glockenspiel is actually categorized as a percussion instrument. Glockenspiels have a long tail, meaning that once you hit a note, it tends to continue for a long time. This is known as the release value. Give it a listen. So you can hear that went on for about three seconds, which means that the glockenspiel is not very suitable for playing quick melodies like you might hear on a bebop sax solo. All those notes would start to muddy up and overlap and it would sound bad. So the glockenspiel is used very occasionally to hold a simple beat in the same way that a snare drum or a bass drum in a drum beat only triggers once or twice, maybe three times in a bar. The glockenspiel is supposed to fill that role with a sweet melodic sound signature or timbre. So in this piece, I've used the glockenspiel because it is very much of the sound of, that I'm trying to create. 
it connotes a childishness and innocence. Maybe it reminds us of primary school or kindergarten. And these positive emotions are really the bridge that the advertiser is trying to build between their product and the listener. Right, so our three must-haves, the ukulele, the whistle and the glockenspiel. Let's hear them together and listen to how the glock holds the steadiness of the rhythm. Great, so we've got a simple, repetitive and most importantly, a happy, positive, uplifting sound. Now, how do we develop this? Firstly, we could add some kind of rhythm section, some kind of low end, just to complement that. So I've added an organ. Here it is with the piano melody. I've deliberately opted to use the something other than the root note in the bass. The part goes like this, I'll play it on the piano. The low note here goes from that E to that A. But the bass note of that passage is actually an A going up to a D. So I've chosen this instead of this. Why have I done that? Well, it's a different voicing and it leaves room for the actual bass guitar, which we'll get to later, to fill up the low end. So when writing, you can often avoid the easy route, avoid the temptation to do the most basic interpretation of a chord progression and bring some life and some color to it by choosing a different voicing. Let me play them both back to back just so you can hear the difference. First I'll start with the typical chord progression with the root note in the bass. And now the way that I've done it. As I mentioned, I chose this voicing, this unusual voicing, to make space for the double bass sound. So let's give that a listen on its own. And now we'll play it with the organ. Hopefully you can hear at the bottom end how the low notes don't overlap, they dovetail. The final element in our composition will be rhythm in the form of a bass drum and some hand claps. I love creating hand claps, it's a lot of fun. You just hit record and layer 15 to 20 hand claps, pan them into either ear and it sounds like you've got a crowd of people. So let's give that a listen here. I've also added a kick drum for just to keep a nice solid rhythm and a little bit of a tambourine hit. Et voila, we have ourselves one times typical commercial production library pop, 
uplifting, happy, suitable for a broad range of different products and services, and reminding the listener of perhaps happy childhood memories or primary school or kindergarten. This type of music is gold for advertisers. Everybody loves this simplicity. But there is such thing as too simple. So for this composition, I decided to offset the timing just a little bit to avoid and prevent the feeling that every four bars, the same part repeats. The passage that we've been working on is in fact an irregular number of bars. It's seven bars in a row instead of the usual eight. This is a little bit of a more complex meter, and I think it has the effect of retaining the audience's attention. Here, I'll show you what I mean. I'll play back the part that I've written and I'll count along. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You can hear it repeats every seven bars instead of every eight. Perhaps this is just my way of being unusual for the sake of it, but to me it sounds more pleasing to have that number of measures repeating than to have a, an eight bar um, passage repeating. I would prefer if we're going to be doing such broad appeal music to have some small way in which I can make it my own. And I feel that this is a real virtue when it comes to composing, is to find ways to make the music your own while also meeting and complying with the needs of a market. Great, so we'll listen to the full piece of music in just a minute, but before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. This is my weekly show in which I break down an original soundtrack that I've written and I share the stories, insights, and decisions behind how it was made. Support my work by subscribing to the podcast. You can also go check out this track. You can download it from my website, johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T, mann.com. The music I write gets downloaded by podcasters, YouTubers, social media brands. I'm particularly interested in writing for audio drama. To download my music and use it in your production, go to the music page and search my library of original royalty-free tracks by keyword, genre, title, mood, or instrument. Get in touch with me if you have any projects you'd like me to help out on or work on, or just want to show me what you're up to. Thanks again for listening. Now here's Happy Clappy, an uplifting, corporate pop-inspired, somewhat innocent soundtrack in its entirety. Catch you next week.